Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. My name is Holly. Hi, Sarah. My name is April. I'm in Melbourne, Australia. I have a question about... My name's Julianne, and we live in India. I am wondering... Hi, Sarah. This is Crystal from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Can you give me a suggestion for an especially fabulous book? Hey there, I'm Sarah McKenzie. This is the Read Aloud Revival. And in this short episode, I'm answering one of your questions. Hi, Sarah. My name is Hannah. We have loved the advice of how to get littles to jump for certain books. So we do have book baskets and we'll sometimes put books um, standing on end with their cover out on different tables or dressers for kids to reach for. Our oldest son is starting to go more into the chapter book realm and enjoys sitting for longer periods of time and being read to. Um, And so with that, it has made me think about, you know, what book I can encourage him to reach for next. But sometimes when mom says this is a good book, there's a little bit of resistance that comes with that. And so I have been thinking about just how to organize books within the home as a whole. We have several book cases in different rooms because we don't really have one room that would fit all of our bookcases. But with that, how do you go about organizing the books in your home? Are there certain book cases that are for certain ages or do you put a little bit for each age on all the different uh, bookcases? Are there certain shelves that are one genre or do you have a certain a bookcase that's just for school and the pleasure books are different or do you kind of co-mingle those together um maybe I don't know do you even like color coat I yourselves I'm not really sure I just I'm curious about the um ideology behind how to organize books throughout the home rather than just in a child's space because it is something that I want our family to share together it's important to both my husband and I Um, And I think how that's organized is important. But I also don't want our home to become a formal library because that seems very rigid and takes away from some of the informal pick up and be cozy feeling that comes with loving reading. Thank you for your time. Hi, Sarah. My name is Gwen. I live in Ontario, Canada. I have a question about how you organize your books in your home. In our home, I find we have copious amounts of books everywhere, which I kind of love, but some days it kind of drives me crazy. (laughs) So do you have a way that you um, organize them on shelves? Do you have them all out at one time? Do you have some in storage? Do you rotate books through? How do you organize library books versus your own personal books? Do you use book baskets? Um, facing outward. I know you have uh, a lot of great ideas. So yeah, I'm trying to create a bit more order and yet still promote the love and accessibility of books. Thanks. Hi, Sarah. This is Candy from Arizona. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and they are blessed with an incredible home library. My question is, how do you keep your books organized at home? It seems that whenever we're looking for a specific book, we just can't seem to find it and spend more time searching for our favorites than actually reading. Do you have any tips or tricks to organizing books at home in a way that littles can find exactly what they want when they want it? Thanks so much. Okay, do you know what I love about all three of those questions, Hannah, Gwen, and Candy, is that you all asked about organizing books, but you also 
all mentioned, I want the books organized, but I also want my kids to use them, and I want reading to be a pleasure. And I just wanted to point that out to you. I think that's pretty awesome. Sometimes as a mother, I find myself being like, how can I get everything organized? Or how do I just get the house cleaned up? And I forget that the house is there to serve us, right? My friend Misty once told me when I was complaining about how my family, me, I'm the worst at this, um, just we find a horizontal surface. And if there's a horizontal surface open, we use it. And I was complaining about how my counters were always covered with things. And she said, well, I understand. We can kind of figure out some ways to help you not do that, but also realize that that's what horizontal surfaces are for. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what the kitchen counter is for, to put things on, to do things on, to work on, to create dinner on, right? So I love that you all asked about organizing books in service to raising readers. And Gwen, I can really relate to the idea of copious amounts of books everywhere being pretty awesome and also making you kind of crazy. <laughs> And obviously, you're not alone because listen to all these questions about it. Um, okay, let's let's talk about it. Let's start where we usually want to start, which is with our goal, which we kind of already hinted at, right? It's helpful to ask, when it comes to organizing your books, what's your goal? There's not a one-size-fits-all answer, right? Because all of our families are different. Hannah's family is different than Gwen's family is different than Candy's family is different than your family is different than mine, Right? Our kids are different, we have different personalities, we probably have different propensities toward order or disorder. So thinking to yourself, what's your goal in organizing your books can help. My goal for my kids um, is to read widely and often and to always be in the middle of a book. I want them always in the middle of a book. I never really want them to be like in between books as in they're not reading anything. So that helps me remember that the organization of my home library is just a tool to help me toward that goal. My organizing my library in my home is to help me raise kids who read widely, read often, and are always in the middle of a book. That means that the goal is not about having, you know, an organized bookshelf or an organized library or an Instagram-worthy color-organized collection, which, although they're pretty, I don't understand at all. I don't know how you'd ever find your books. <laughs> I just do not know. The goal in my home is a vibrant reading life. So starting with what would make your family's reading life easier and more enjoyable can really help you decide what your uh, priorities should be as you're organizing your home library. Because again, there's no right or wrong way to do this. And also it's worth remembering that what works for you right now might not work for you two years from now, right? Or four years from now. And that's okay. I think, Candy, you said you had a one and three-year-old. The way you're organizing books is going to look different than I do with my older kids, right? So that's okay. We're not a library or a bookstore. We're a family, right? So we can let our home libraries serve our family in all the shapes and forms our families take as our kids grow. Um, in this episode, I'm going to share with you how I organize mine. My, my home library, I just want you to know this is just one idea. Maybe something I say, you'll go, ooh, I could do that. Or maybe something else I say, you'll go, that would not work for me, but I just got a better idea. That's the goal. Not for you to copy the way I do it, but just for you to maybe hear some ideas that will maybe get things kind of stirring in your own mind so that you can come up with a solution that's great for your particular family. So at my house, I want my kids and myself to be able to find what we're looking for relatively quickly. And I don't want to have to hunt all over the house when we're looking for a particular book. Because again, I want my kids always to be reading widely and often, right? 
We have an added challenge with our work here at Read Aloud Revival because I am constantly, constantly looking for books on my shelves so that I can reread bits of them, look something up, suggest it to someone, reread again so I know which ages to recommend for you, uh, consult a book again before it goes on one of our book lists. You know, not to mention that I happen to be the resident neighborhood recommender of books to all the children. <laughs> so I'm always hunting for another book to give to a ravenous young reader who needs something to sweep them away. Uh, but because of that, my books are probably more organized than yours need to be. So I am going to tell you my system. But if you're like, that sounds really overwhelming and like overkill, then it's overkill for you. Don't worry about it. I really do need to be able to find the books at my house pretty quickly because of the work we do right here at Read Aloud Revival. So I put a high priority on the order of books in my home, but that's not necessary for most families. So don't feel intimidated by that. Um, some of you super orderly types are probably going to listen to this and think, wow, my library is way more organized than Sarah's. And that's great too. We all can just, you know, remember this is your library and it should serve your family's reading life. It's a tool. It helps your family's reading life grow. Start with your goal and then make that library serve your, make that organization serve your particular family because there's no right or wrong way about it. So here's how I organize our books. First things first, um, I have books in every room, and I mean every room in our house except bathrooms, kitchen. Those are, that's it. Those are the only two, uh, and actually the kitchen has cookbooks, so that doesn't really count, I guess. So just bathrooms. I have books in every single room. Um, I never have enough bookshelves to suit me. I'm always begging for more. Sorry, honey. <laughs> but I love being able to see and read and reach for books no matter where I'm at in my house. Um, so we have a lot of bookshelves and, um, they're spread over the house. Now in our main living areas, that's where I keep the bulk of our collection in our family room and, and living room that are on a main floor of our house. We have in our home more kids books than any other kind of book. I have a massive picture book collection. Of course you would expect nothing less, right? Uh, and I also have a pretty massive middle grade novel and YA novel collection, and those are combined. Middle grade and YA get combined in my house. Um, so let's start with my kids' books because that is the bulk of our home library. Uh, I divide our books into two main categories, fiction and nonfiction, and I shelve them separately. For fiction books, I put them in ABC order by the last name of the author. I know. This always surprises people. I think people don't expect this from me. But um, yeah, I really do have all of my fiction books in ABC order. They're not totally specific. So for example, I just put, I just go by the first letter of the last name. So all of the A's, all of the last names that start with A go together. So my picture books are separate from my middle grade novels. And my picture books, there's like all of the A's for the picture book are together, but they're not alphabetized within A. All of the B's are shelved together, but they're not alphabetized within B. I will take a picture and put this in the show notes so you can see what I mean. Readaloudrevival.com slash 204 is where that picture is going to go. That's where the show notes for this are. Um, so then I, I separate those by picture books and novels. Picture books are usually on lower shelves um, and novels are on other shelves and they're all again they're alphabetized by the last first letter of the last name of the author for nonfiction, 
I um, I tend to group nonfiction books by general category, and they're not separated picture book or novel. They're just all together. And I I separate them by category. And the categories that I that have just sort of worked their way out in my own home library are there's five basically. History, geography, biography, those all go together. Science and nature, faith and religion, crafts and drawing, and poetry, music, art. Okay, so in my history, geography, biography section, now there's one exception to this. I, You probably know, if you've been listening to the podcast long, you know I'm a huge, huge picture book biography buff, and I have a pretty pretty impressive collection of picture book biographies in my house. Those get their own special shelf all by themselves. They're very happy there. So my picture book biographies actually get their own shelf. Anyway, all the other books like Usborn history books, encyclopedias of history, geography, um, any of the biographies like, uh, you know, like novel length about George Washington or whoever, right? Like anyone, those all go on the same shelf. And they're not organized. I don't organize them into like different time periods or different topics. They're just all there. Um, With science and nature, it's the same thing. Picture books, novels, encyclopedias, they all go on the same shelf. They go on the science and nature shelf. And they're not organized by like plants and animals. No, no. They're just all there on the same shelf. Um, What I have found is that if I can make some larger groups like science and nature or faith and religion or fiction picture books... For the most part, as long as you have them separated by big category, you'll probably be able to find what you need pretty quickly. But um, so you don't, it doesn't have to get that granular or that specific, right? But the larger um, categories can be really helpful. Craft and drawing books actually go downstairs by our craft supplies. Um, poetry, music, and art. That's like uh, any books that are about like famous artists. Uh, we have some books that are based on different songs or like the story of the orchestra kind of books or books about, you know, different Beethoven or Bach or whatever. All of our poetry collections, those all go together and they all go on the same shelf. And no, I don't organize them. It's just if it's a poetry, art, or music book, it goes on that shelf. Um Let's talk about reshelving. <laughs> I keep a basket near our fireplace for reshelving. Um, my older kids are encouraged to put books back where they're where they got them. But when a young child is done with a book, it goes in the basket. And to be honest, most of the time, because my older children hate to reshelve, they drop it theirs in the basket too. I don't really mind reshelving. I'm, I think all those years I worked in the library kind of served me well here. I'm pretty quick at it. I can do it while I'm listening to audiobook or podcast or something but my kids hate reshelving and this works out pretty well for me because when that reshelving basket gets really full I am pretty eager to see which one of my kids is going to talk back to me next because they're going to get the reshelving job <laughs> so if I notice in the morning who that reshelving basket is pretty full I'm like ooh, I wonder who's gonna misbehave first because they're gonna get the reshelving job which they detest with all of their heart and soul. So, I mean, look, moms have to take our wins when we can get them, right? So that is reshelving. Um, now let's talk about adult fiction and nonfiction books. My adult collection is way smaller than my kids' um, collection. This might be the opposite at your house. So, you know, your mileage is going to vary. I actually just put all of our 
adult books on the same shelf. I don't organize them. I don't even separate them between fiction and nonfiction. I just put them all on the same shelf. But our collection is very small compared to our children's collection. So this doesn't need to be that organized. I can probably find what I'm looking for pretty quickly. Not always. I remember Pam Barnhill being at my house not that long ago, and I wanted to give her Secrets of a Charmed Life by Susan Meisner to read on the plane home, and I could not find it for the life of me. It was not on the shelf. I have found it since. It was under a bed. That happens. <laughs> anyway, what about kids' books that they own themselves? Um, those are usually kept on bookshelves at my house. They're kept on bookshelves in their bedrooms. And if it's possible, I would highly recommend seeing if you can get a bookshelf for each of your kids to keep in their bedroom. Even if it's small or even it's like one bookshelf that you have, kids who share a bedroom have to share the bookshelf and they each get a shelf or something. You know, you can look for these inexpensively at garage sales or on Craigslist or secondhand stores or whatever if need be. Having a bookshelf of their own is really special for a child and I think it sends a clear message that you're a reader and so you're going to need your own collection of books and here's a special place for those books. My kids love their bookshelves. Um, my 18-year-old takes a lot of pride in making hers beautiful and um, only, you know, her bookshelves are organized in a much more meticulous manner than mine are. Um, and then some of them, like my twins, my eight-year-old twins, it's just higgledy-piggledy on there, just whatever books. And a lot of times our family books make their way onto those shelves. In fact, I would bet over half the books that are currently on my twins' bedroom shelf are just family books. That's totally fine. I don't worry about this too much. So every once in a while, let's say I'm like, oh, I need to go. I want to go grab Streganona by Tommy DePella. And I go over to my fiction picture book section, and I look under D, and it's not there. Well, I've kind of ruled out a lot of places. I've ruled out all my nonfiction shelves, right? It's not going to be there. I've ruled out the picture book shelf now. It's not going to be there. I look in the reshelving basket, not there. Now I can kind of go into the kids' rooms where I think it might most likely be and just pick through their books really quickly. So really, it's not necessarily about all the books always being in their place as it is like, how can you make it a little easier to find what you need? Um, I just don't worry about it too much when things get disorganized. Every so often, maybe like once a year or so, I tend to get a bee in my bonnet, maybe twice a year. I'll get a little bee in my bonnet and go around and resort and reorganize all the shelves while I'm, you know, listening to an audiobook or binging on a podcast or something. And then I'll kind of get it all back in order. And when I'm doing that, I'm oftentimes weeding books too. So I'm pulling books out that I'm like, you know what? Nobody reads this. We don't need this on our shelf. Because what I find is that we run out of space. And so we get new books and I'm like, oh my goodness, unless I'm going to really ask my husband for like a 99th bookshelf, I need to clear out some of these books. So about once or twice a year, I'll kind of go through, I'm reorganizing, I'll flip through every book in our, in our collection and kind of weed out the ones that I just don't think we need to own. Um, and then I'll notice, oh, this book shouldn't be here and I'll go put it where it goes. It's just a project, a cleaning project. But again, I don't do that too terribly often. And um, I try not to do it out of frustration, but just like you're, I'm just maintaining this library of treasures for my family. Again, keeping that, you know, idea, that goal that we talked about at the beginning. My goal is for my kids to read widely and often and to always be in the middle of a book. And so that just helps me remember that the organization is just to serve us in that goal. The goal is not an organized bookshelf or an organized library. The goal is a vibrant reading life. When it comes to library books, we get this question a lot. How do you keep track of your library books? I'm Listen, I'm not your girl. I'm not the one to ask this. Uh, just yesterday, I discovered we have $82 in library fines. 
And no, I'm not misspeaking. Um, it won't be that high once they, I, I returned a whole bunch to this morning. And once they check those in, it will not be that high because a few of those books had gone to lost. Very sorry to my local public library. Um, just a full disclosure here that you're getting ideas from someone who regularly pays library fines and justifies it as like my civic contribution to support the library. <laughs> Here's how we do it, knowing that, full disclosure. We have two baskets in our main living room that are for library books. Um, they don't always stay there because when you read a book, you don't read it and put it right back in the basket. I don't, right? It goes to my bed where I'm reading it at night and it goes with me to the park when I'm watching the kids. So it's tucked into my purse and then it's back on the couch and then it's in the backyard while I'm watching someone play. So uh, the kids also, they often read library books in their rooms and so they just go all over the house. And so um, the ones in the rooms are almost always the ones that rack up the fines. In fact, <laughs> when I called yesterday to find out what was going on with my library account and the very sweet lady on the phone told me you owe a bazillion dollars and I asked her which ones had gone to lost and she told me I just started laughing because I thought oh I know exactly which child those are all in they were all these American girl books so I, I knew right where those were <laughs> so you could have a basket in each bedroom uh, for library books a, uh, you know a special shelf a separate place um I was better about library finds and keeping on track of them when I just had a library day. So for a very long time, Fridays were my library day. On Fridays, I made it a habit to check in online on my library account. I'd renew anything that needed renewing. And then I would go to the library and pick up holds and return books. And just Friday was library day. I kind of got out of this habit when everything shut down. And I haven't really gotten back into it. But I need to. $82 in library funds is telling me that I need to. <laughs> Hopefully something in here has helped you. Um, one thing to keep in mind as you're organizing books is that front-facing, you've heard me say this before, but I'll say it again, front-facing is always more appealing. So if you can pull out a couple of books from your library shelves and make them front-facing, put them in a windowsill, put them on the breakfast table, put them on a couch or a coffee table, just face out, your children will be more likely to read them. So if you're finding that the, a lot of books are getting on the shelf and staying there, well, they're not serving their purpose if they're staying there, right? So if you're not having to reshelve them very often, that might be telling you something. Either you put them face out or they might be, it might be a good time to read them. So, you know, just remembering that however you organize your library, always in service to creating a vibrant reading culture for your kids. So organizing helps us find them easier helps us be able to find what we want easier and find the next book easier, which is supporting our reading life, right? But not getting too overly precious about our organizing system or forgetting that the goal is the reading life and not having our books organized. That's something to keep in mind. All right, let's hear from the kids and what they have been reading lately, shall we? Hi, what's your name? Um, Levi here. And how old are you? Two. And where do you live? In North America. In North America, Indiana. And what's your favorite book, Levi? Tractor Mac. What's your favorite part? When Tractor Mac plows. Yeah. Um, hello. My name is Anston, and I live in Indiana. And how old are you? Five. And what's your favorite book? Um, Narnia. The Lion. 
the witch, and the wardrobe. My name is Rebecca, and I am 11 years old. I am from Golden, Colorado. My favorite book is The Vanderbeekers because the family has everyday dilemmas of a family and sibling problems, but a very strong relationship. Karina really brings the characters to life in creative and enthusiastic ways. I feel as though I'm a Vanderbeeker myself. Noah, what's your name? Noah. And how old are you? King. 21 months. King, king, king. Where do we live? King. Do we live in king. Wisconsin? Yeah. And what's your favorite book? Lola Dutch. Lola Dutch. What's your favorite part about Lola Dutch? Painting. Painting. That's right. Thanks for listening. If you've got a question for an upcoming episode, leave me a voicemail at readaloudrevival.com slash message. Until next time, go make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. So many of us feel overwhelmed in our homeschool. There's a lot to do, and it feels like every child needs something a little different. The good news is, you are the best person on the planet to help your kids learn and grow, and home is the best place to fall in love with books. I'm Sarah McKenzie. I'm a homeschooling mother of six, the author of Teaching from Rest, and the Read Aloud family, and I'm the host here on the Read Aloud Revival podcast. This podcast has been downloaded over 8 million times. And you know, I think it's because so many of us want the same things. We want our kids to be readers, to love reading. We want our homes to be warm and happy havens of learning and connection. We know that raising our kids is the most important work of our lives. That's kind of overwhelming, right? You are not alone. In Read Aloud Revival Premium, we offer family book clubs, a vibrant community, and Circle with Sarah coaching for you, the homeschooling mom, so you can teach from rest, homeschool with confidence, and raise kids who love to read. Our family book clubs are a game changer for your kids' relationship with books. We provide you with a family book club guide and an opportunity for your kids to meet the author or illustrator live on screen. So all you have to do is get the book, read it with your kids, and make those meaningful and lasting connections. They work for all ages, from your youngest kids to your teens. Every month, our community also gathers online for a circle with Sarah to get ideas and encouragement around creating the homeschooling life you crave. They're the most effective way I know to teach from rest and build a homeschool life you love. We want to help your kids fall in love with books, and we want to help you fall in love with homeschooling. Join us today at rarpremium.com.